0: Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Welcome to International Christian Center in San Leandro, California. Here's today's message from Pastor Michael Moore. Heavenly Father, anoint our mind that we would think
1: Anoint our ears that we would clearly hear what the spirit is saying and obey. Anoint our eyes that we would be consumed with a fresh vision of your words, your will, and your way. Anoint our nose that we would be able to discern the difference between good and evil and always choose good. Anoint our mouth that we would boldly speak the word of God with a positive confession. Anoint our hands that our service would be effective and productive and bring forth much fruit. Anoint our feet that our walk would be pure and that we would always go about to establish your agenda and not our own. And we declare this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord God, that the saints are gathered and that our friends in Brazil, in Japan, in the Philippines, in South Korea, in in London, England, in Nigeria, are listening and sharing as we go forth to preach your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Ooh. Glory. Woo. Brother Rick, I feel I feel I feel good, Pastor Steve feel dangerous Yeehaw! I want to uh, publicly thank uh, Pastor Steve um, pastors don't have to be kind and let uh, other ministers. Menace- thank you. you you ready you ready thank you Lord um, don't have to be kind and let other preachers uh, preach at all not ever never ever and uh, Pastor Steve allows me to share from time to time Uh, Because he know that sometime I'd have a fire burning and it's got to get out. And so uh, I I I publicly thank you, Pastor Steve, for uh, letting me break a little bread with the people. Um, uh, Now, wait, wait a minute. I see Patrick over there. Patrick got me covered over there. Pastor Steve got me covered over there. I see Joseph and Monty over there. I didn't even see Ernie, bless God Brother Ralph, he got me covered over there Let me see who else I, I'm covered, I got rocket Okay, I got rocky I don't want nobody to beat me up today This is one of those might get beat up sermons um, Some of you, by sunset today You will hate me But by Thursday You will love the Lord And I pray that you'll love me too So let's uh, let's get on our NASCAR four point seat belts. Amen. I'm not talking about a Chevy. I'm talking about Brother Jim and NASCAR. A click. Reverend Paul click. <laughs> your seat does that click you in up there and up there. And if you have it with you, put on your Holy Ghost helmet. As we go here. Um, this is so serious, Pastor Steve. I went into my my office at home, and I got out my uh, got out my gun, All right. and I had a had a Bible, Reverend Terrence. Uh, I I had it so long that I, I rubbed a smooth spot <coughs> in the leather. Uh, but this is uh, so. Do we have the Do we have the scripture? Princess Pauline and their technology is wonderful. I was watching them worship at, at, on the boat in Ensenada this morning. And they was having a good time. Is the scripture up? I, good. They got it so I can see it there too. Bless God. Bless God. Um, um, I don't hope we're not making you lazy. Um, but uh, I want to make sure you have it. Does everybody have an outline? If you don't have an outline, raise your hand. Bless God. Jonah 1 and 1 It says now the word are you there It says now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai saying arise go to Nineveh that great city and cry out against it for their wickedness has come up before me but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish so he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord And then in the 17th verse, and when you get home, read both the first and the second chapter. 17th verse says, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish (laughs) three days and three nights. And we want to talk about today. Running from Christmas. Running from Christmas. Are you there? I'm oh, did you get that picture? Did you get that picture that I sent you? I know I sent it this morning at Old dark 30. There it is. Now that is not a postcard. That is my living room and you need to know that princess pauline loves christmas and that's just one room you all you got to come up and see the rest but what that picture doesn't tell you is princess pauline puts up the christmas tree this year before halloween She, put, she She. She. Any. She starts early because she loves Christmas so much. We got up Christmas Mickey. We got up Christmas snowman. We have reindeer. We got black Santa, white Santa, Asian Santa. We got all. We got little Santa, big Santa. You see Santa's shoe. We got all we, she loves us some Christmas. That's a real picture. That's not, one year one lady stole our Christmas picture and put it up on her Facebook page. <laughs> but today's message, uh, there's some things I want you to know, and I'm so excited about this because I know that today somebody's gonna get um, miraculously set free. Um, first, on your outlines, Christmas. Is the Christ Mass. It is a service that celebrates the arrival of Christ. But 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 I I wanted to put it on your outline because we have the wrong idea about Christmas. It's not we 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 get stuck on Jesus as a baby. He is not just a baby. And that song said he's not just a lamb. He is the Lion of Judah. He is Savior and Ruler of all. So now, when he comes, and he has come, and I want to I suggest that he ought to be fresh every morning He ought to be rebirthed in our life and we should not let Christmas get restricted and constricted into December 25th. The kids are out. (laughs) That wasn't his birthday. That's when they tried to restrict it in so they could plan on what they were going to try to sell you. So they could put Jesus in a box and use him in different parts of the world for their purposes I don't know what his exact birthday was, but it was not the 25th of December. And so I have learned to not restrict Jesus to Christmas. But when he comes in our life and when we get serious about him, he's going to come in person. He's not glory. He's not going to stay in the manger. He's not going to stay a cute little wah Wow. He's going to come, and not only is he going to come in person, he's going to come with a plan. And glory is going to be a tailor-made plan for you and a tailor-made plan for me. He has a prescription. He has an expectation of each of us. And he, glory, he's not gonna ask you or I to do anything that he's not gonna give you the power to do. So he's gonna arrive in person, he's gonna arrive with a plan, and he's gonna arrive with power. But you need to know, and we need to confess, and we need to acknowledge, Sister Sam, that usually we run from him first. We are running, we have on our Adidas we have on our nikes we are running from christmas arriving in our life every day because i want to suggest and i'm not trying to scare you but i do have my 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 security here there's something in each of our lives that god has told us to do and some of us have said, God, I know what you said. And I am going to go in the exact opposite direction. And that's why somebody says, Christmas, is that a Christmas text? Today it is. Because it was the best example I could find of how we run from Jesus arriving Daily. On how we know he said marry her. And not only are you not marrying her, you went and found five other women. You know God told you marry him. But not only did you not marry him, you wouldn't even answer his phone call. You know God told you get to work on time. And not only have you not got to work on time, you went to work, made sure somebody was watching and you fall down, you fell down so you wouldn't have to go. And and let me tell you exactly what that looks like because he told him to go to Nineveh and not only did he not go to Nineveh, he went and bought a ticket to Tarshish. The, not only is it the opposite way is five times further than it would have took him to get to Nineveh. Literally 2,500 miles further away than Nineveh. So now look at it. I want want you to know what running from Christmas looks like in your life and in my life. Because see, first time God told me, leave alone alcohol. Not only did I not leave it alone, I went up to, and glory to God, if somebody's gonna get free today. I went from a, a, a little bit of uh, a this and a little bit of that to two quarts of gin a day. That was my floor and not my ceiling. So not Pastor Mike. I wouldn't Pastor Mike then. But Pastor Steve, I, I, I wanted to be free, but before I wanted to be free, I wanted to do my thing my way. I knew clearly what God had said, and God has told some of you, put it away, and, and, and I hesitate to even name a list, but there's something that God has specifically told you to do, and not only are you not doing it, you're going in exactly the opposite direction. And, he, and, and first of all, when you run, you're going to always run down. I'm not going to take the time to unpack it, but in all through that first and second uh, chapter of Jonah, it talks about down, 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 down. When you run from God, you are going to regress and you are going to go down. And also, you it's going to be costly. He said, and he paid for the ticket. Now, if if you ever want to get mad at your sin, and see today, we are not here to blame the devil. We're not here to blame the world. We're here to accept our responsibility for our disobedience and let God heal us. But it looks like this, and we need to own it. It's costly. Now, think of that thing that is in the way of you doing what God said. Now, for some of us, it's, it's our clothes in our closet. Now, you want to say, Pastor, my clothes in my closet? Yes, go in there. How much stuff do you have in there that has a tag on it that you've never worn? Some of you have some red-bottom shoes that have no scuffs on them. I don't have no problem with you having red-bottom shoes, but wear them things. Walk that walk. Some of, Some of you have a a living room that is so pretty, there's no f- footsteps on the carpet. Last time you vacuumed it and put the line in the carpet, that line is still there. The second time you go back to vacuum it and you don't want anybody, you got the kids in the house afraid. They put a foot over it like it's, they're afraid to go in there. Because you, glory, we, we buy this costly stuff. To distract us from what God has told us to do. Because I'm going to tell you something about our stuff. Get us free, Lord. Get us, repeat that to me. Get us, Get us free. Get us free. You can tell what it is because it makes you feel so good when you do it. And that it, And now the scientists know you are getting a dopamine hit. And it's, and it's thrilling you. We know about alcohol, we know about drugs, some of us know about sex, but, but there's also sugar, there's buying stuff, there's our video games. Some of us, it's the ring of our phone. Now, some of our children are so attached to their phone, it's almost like they said, you'll pry that phone out of my cold, dead hand. Some of us said, you'll pry my Snickers out of my cold, dead hand. Some of us have said you'll pry my Salem's, my Cool's, my Virginia Slim's out of my cold, dead hand. You'll pry my chicken, extra crispy, all thighs out of my cold, dead hand. But when we do this, and again, I'm not going to take the time to unpack it in the text, but it's there. When we do this, it invites what I call divine trouble. The scripture says, Brother Carlos, a great, the Lord sent a great wind. Now, some of you, have, you ran in the opposite direction. You went and did exactly what the Lord didn't say do, and now you're noticing resistance. You can't dunk anymore. You Help us, Jesus. You're looking good, but you're catching the wrong thing. When you want to catch a certain kind of fish, Brother Ernie, you got to be careful what you put on the hook. You run around looking like a pimp and trying to catch a princess, but you got the hook baited wrong. You, 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 you... (laughs) you walking around looking like you selling something and got the wrong sign on the lawn. And God has sent a divine wind to oppose you. But you need to know, and, and I, I, I have to do this because God is going to hold us responsible, not just for us, but the ships we are in. There's some folk, who aren't even saved, but they're riding in our boat and the wind that's coming against you is also coming against them. I have a responsibility for my son, Michael Jr., because he was riding in my boat when I was buying a two-pound bag of gummy bears. And so the wind that God sent against me rocked. His boat. And there's some things that God wants to do in you because somebody's following you and somebody's looking at you that if you don't get it straight, it's gonna rock your boat and affect everybody in it. God sent a great wind to oppose Jonah as he was running in the wrong direction. And God, is for some of y'all, you thinking who the devil's opposing me? No, he's not. That's God saying red light red light and you keep running red lights because you don't see the police and the whole boat is rocking and there's a storm coming and then and, and the world your you your family your workplace the world is looking at you now they, they, they did an evaluation and they said why is this so bad and they rolled they rolled some dice and the dice pointed at Jonah. And so for some of you, if you want to earn, the, if you want to really know the problem, it's because the folk in your workplace, they know you're a Christian. And if you worry, they know it's really bad. And if you start getting depressed and you start cussing and you start fussing, they are one to say, now I know they pray, I know they have God, and if they worry, this is really, really bad. So they say, Jonah, tell me about you. And, and and you need to know it's hurting other folk riding in your boat. So that's running in. I got to get through this. I, I almost told Sheldon, put me on the clock. But but and the second thing is we have responsibility. It is my responsibility to go in the right direction. He acknowledged that he was the problem. We need to pray and we need to acknowledge who we are in the Lord. Now Jonah, and this might surprise you because some of us think when you became a Christian all your trouble went away. No, 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 no. We need to pray and then acknowledge who we are. He said, I'm a Hebrew. I have a geographical um, 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 genetic relationship to people that are holy. Now, I am not talking about you being a Christian because your mama was a Christian, but you know your grandmama and your mama and, and a bunch of your friends are praying for you, and some of you don't care. They done prayed for you one one night, and again, I don't mind testifying because I, I had my last drink, Pastor Steve, in January 20th, it'll be 33 years ago. That's a good place to praise the Lord. I had my last drink of soda in the year 2011. I'm 8 years soda sober. <laughs> no more ge- big gulps for me to mo. And 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 so we need to pray and acknowledge who we are in Christ. Because, again, God is not asking you to be me or to be Pastor Steve or to be anybody else but you, but he wants you to be all of you. Some of you have some skills that you're not using, that you aren't letting out. Some of you are beautiful and don't even know it. Some of you have minds and you're acting stupid. Some of you have doctoral minds and you won't even go and graduate from high school. You could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, you could be a master engineer, you could be a plumber, you could be a technician, and you are so busy running that you won't even do what God has already put in you to you. You have skills. You are blessed. You are able. God is with you. He wants you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, more than a conqueror, but you run you're running for your life because you refuse to acknowledge who you are in Christ. And you, but I'm here to tell you something, and again, I don't mean I have to give you bad news. Some of us don't like to go to the doctor because we think, we don't like to see that x-ray. Bless God. Last Monday, I was sick. And didn't know what it was. I was I was shaking. Princess Pauline took my temperature. I was running a hundred and two fever. And 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 other things were happening in my body that I'm not going to even talk about. It was bad. I went to the doctor, and they ran all the tests. And and I and and, and he and he, he he prescribed the medicine before I went. And, and I went and got the medicine, and then and then Brother Ralph, I look up some medicine before I take it. Like, not daddy, Tuskegee, Tuskegee, you're not gonna get me. <laughs> and so I looked that thing up, and he had exactly prescribed exactly what I needed. And, 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 and he said, Take it until it's gone. It's gonna improve first, but take it till it's gone because you want it to go and never go. You need to realize if you don't. Get right with God about what he told you to do and his call on your life. And by the way, just not just preachers that are called, it can get worse. He sent another mighty wind and, and two, thank you, Jesus. Now, those fellows who were in the boat who didn't have a relationship with Jonah's God, Brother Ernie, they started rowing. They didn't just throw Jonah over even when they knew Jonah was wrong. They started rowing for the boat trying to rescue Jonah, trying to save themselves and Jonah. And, and it said, and they, and they rowed with all their might trying to get to the shore, but, but couldn't outrow the trouble. Now, there are some people, and yeah, feel bad. They done spent all their money trying to get you sober, trying to get you not high. Trying to get you cleaned up fixed up they bought you shoes they bought you cars they paid your rent they bought they went to costco and bought groceries for food that they don't even eat anymore and then all that and you some of us are still running i need to ask you how bad does it have to get before you learn to obey god we need to surrender to Christ's word, Christ's will, and Christ's way, and then you, when you do that, when we do that, we will get a revelation. We will get a revelation. And let me, now let me tell you something. Some of us really need to know this as Christians, and some of you who are having warfare in your life need to realize this can happen. When you say yes to what God has told you to do, glory, it. It says, and, this, and God calmed the sea. God can bring calm to you in your situation. He can calm things down. It's not going to be because suddenly you have any money. It's going to be because you know God has got you. He has you covered. He has you protected. You're not alone. You have protection. It's going to calm things down. And then also, it's going to cause others to believe. Now, some folks." are so used to seeing you with your hand wrapped around a 40 ounce that if they ever, and they know your time, they know about six o'clock in the evening every Friday, unless Budweiser has closed, you shall. (laughs) Some of them know, not only do they know what kind of weed you smoke, they know what color zigzag. And no, you like the yellow zigzag, not the white zigzag, because you feel it has a little extra. And if they ever come in the house on a Friday and don't see you doing your thing, they're going to know something's different. <coughs> if they ever don't smell the alcohol on your breath, if suddenly, bless God, I was in, I, I, I was, I was in a meeting And somebody who hadn't seen me since since before 2011, they sat behind me for 45 minutes. And they didn't know I was there until they heard me speak. Because Pastor Mike is new and improved. From the back, I got a little different profile. I don't need to put a flag on me no more to say wide load. And with what I'm about to give you, which I have practiced, I've lost 19 pounds in the last 30 days. And I'm going to give you some keys. And some of you are going to be shocked when 7 pounds fall off, 15 pounds fall off, this and that. But not only that, when you get clarity of mind, when suddenly you can focus. It's going to cause, and when others see the miracle that God has worked in you, Others are going to believe. And it's also going to give you a new understanding of God's mercy and of God's grace. Now, have have you ever wondered why God didn't just kill you? The Bible says, I, I I have stopped saying to folk, give me what belongs to me. Cause what belongs to me is the gas chamber. What belongs to me is the electric chair. What belongs to me is some fellas who were right with me, and I and there, there, there's some fellas that you, some of y'all would call thugs, but they did me a favor one 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 dark Friday night when I was still in my sin. Cause we used to ride together, we used to roll together, and and but that Friday night when when they got up. They said, no, Big Mike, it was in the 70s. They said, no, Big Mike, you can't ride with us. They said, what you talking about, can't ride? I said, we getting ready to the roll. They said, no, Mike, you, you, you hold down the spot. You stay here at the house. I said, but what, 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 what you mean I can't ride, Jeremiah? I said, what you mean I can't ride? They said, you're not going on this one. They said, Big Mike, you're going places. You have a future. You're going to do some things. You don't need to be with us on this one. And I, Pastor Terrence, I still don't know what they did. But I do know that they were trying to preserve my life. And so it's, mm, Tower of Power used to say, it's not the crime, it's not the thought, it's not the deed, it's if you got caught. Some of you only got one year and you know you should have got 15. Some of you only had to pick up trash on the side of the freeway and you know what you did if they knew the whole story. Some of us took some drugs. (laughs) Help us, Jesus. When somebody that you know is a serious dope smoker picks up the joint, hits it once and puts it back down, don't you pick it up. Some of you have done some things where you should have been dead. Some of you heard the bullet whistle past your head. But God has preserved you because he still has something for you to do. Now, let let me show you what I believe God is going to do this very week. Because some of us should have been dead and you're wondering, well, God, why am I alive? I'm getting ready to give you a piece of it. Can we go to the next slide? I say, fish. That's a fable. Fish. That's a fable. That picture at the top is called a whale shark. And I originally saw this in a presentation Rick Warren did. Uh, That is a that's this. It's not a whale because a whale is a mammal. The Bible says it was a fish. That is a whale shark. Now, if you want to know how big that shark is. It's it's a 40 feet long. It's as long as that bus. And it's a different kind of shark because it doesn't eat with teeth like a regular shark. Glory. Brother Scott, it filters its food. So instead of it chewing it up and crunching it up and breaking it up, it gets it to the inside to process it. And the theologians, because there's some scientific Christians, and they say, I'm a, I'm a Christian, but I'm going to find that fish. They believe this was the very fish. It goes into all the oceans all around the world, and it still exists. You can go ahead and look it up. A whale shark is what they call it. So it, it the fish that swallowed, now I don't know if that was the fish, but it does exist. And it says, and God... Prepared a fish. Now, I want to suggest today that the Lord has also prepared a fish for you. And he wants you to go through it so you can get to it. Some of you are already in it. If you're not, I'm going to encourage you to jump in. Now, Pastor Steve, we took all the rocks out of here. I don't want y'all to stone me. Jump. Repeat after me. I want to know if I need to jump into the fish. Now, I I looked this up too. I didn't find it anywhere. As far as I know, this is original with Pastor Mike, but I believe scripture supports it. Now, this is not canceling the, uh, the fast we have, the Daniel fast. This is different. I want to suggest that some of y'all start on this on Monday, tomorrow, but you definitely before Christmas, I want you to do this because God is going to give you the best gift you have ever had and the best gift you have ever given to your family in the name of Jesus. Three days in a fish. This, I call this my three days in a fish list. For three days, no sugar or any form of sugar. Now, what do you mean form of sugar? If it has os on it, fructose, sucrose, lucrose, all of them crosses, corn, sugar, 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 glaze. Read the back. And if it has sugar in it, don't eat it. Why, Pastor Mike? Because sugar will give your brain a satisfaction hit. And it'll and, and you'll try to seek it. When I heard that one of one of my dear friends in the school district died, Pastor Steve, I hadn't touched any of this stuff for since, 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 since December the fourth. And for some reason, I wanted to go get me, Brother Rick, over confession, good for the soul. I wanted a whole roll of of rich crackers i must say well pastor mike what's wrong with that it has flour in it and it gives me a satisfaction that's outside of the holy ghost providing it for me now i'm i'm not saying sugar is sin i'm just saying for three days Find out if that is what you are using to distract you from what God has told you to do. It's because some of y'all are high. They will pry your Snickers from your cold, dead hand. And I, <clears throat> help us, Jesus. You know what it is because some of y'all got it in your purse. My daddy, and I love my daddy, my daddy was a daddy from Daddyville. He was great, fantastic, but sometimes he would walk out of the house with his London fog jacket pocket filled with rolls. In the other pocket, sometimes he would have orange slices, the ones with sugar on them, (laughs) a white bag from Woolworth. Orange slices a bag, left hand slice, left bag slices in his London fog coat right hand. I don't have none. My pockets are empty. I'm clean. I'm not riding dirty. <laughs> but, and because if he was going to have any problem, it was just, feeling better was just a roll away. No sugar and no shopping. Why? Because some of us, now I'm not saying you can never shop again. I'm not saying shopping is sin, but I'm saying if you are using shopping to feel good for three days, don't do it. And also no fruit. And I'll have to tell you about that after church because we don't have time to get into the biology of it. No flour, anything that has flour in it. I don't care if it's wheat flour, no flour and no corn. And again, I don't have time to unpack that either, but some of the corn we're eating now is poison. Open confession, good for the soul. Pastor Mike used to go to the movies every Saturday, sometimes two, sometimes Saturday and Sunday after church. And if you would have asked me, I would say I was going to the movies. But at the movies, I was always going to have me a bottomless bucket of popcorn, and what I found out was I wasn't going to the movies and having some popcorn, I was going to the popcorn and having me a movie. Didn't know what the movie was, but I had some time to spend in the dark with my girlfriend, Popcorn Lena. And we had a thing going on. Now, Brother Pat, I, I haven't been to the movies in maybe three four months. Because I, me and popcorn got a divorce. <laughs> I can't even tell you three things that are at the movies now because I'm no longer going to the popcorn to get a movie. <laughs> no corn, three days. No peanuts. Peanuts are messing up your guts so that you can't process the good stuff you're eating. No smoking. Again, protect me. Security. No smoking, because that's also giving you a hit. And, and same, that includes your medicinal. No smoking, no alcohol. Now, alcohol is not sin, otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have made enough for the whole party. But if that is your escape, if that's where you're getting your hit for three days, leave it alone. Now, open confession, good for the soul. I mean, back in January 20th, 1987, when I set it free, I told them I was still living with my mom and daddy. Lord help me, Jesus. 29 years old. And I said, mom and daddy, no matter what you hear, don't come in the room. I got me three gallons of water. And I got my, Atari and I played Miss Pac-Man Sister Sandy if you know anything about Miss Pac-Man you know when the ghost monsters turn to ghost monsters and then they go back well when you get to a million they stay ghost monsters most folk never get to a million but I say God if it kills me if I shake myself to death Pastor Roy, I said I'm going to be free And I sweated And my muscle twitched And I felt like I was going to die But I played Miss Pac-Man I changed my focus And the it, I was. it took me a full day in that room But it took me three days to quit jerking and twitching But I got free. And some of y'all are going to go through withdrawal. No recreational drugs. And again, don't stone me, no caffeine. Coffee isn't sin. Matter of fact, a certain amount they say is good for you. But there was a time when in my office at work, I had Zimbabwe coffee. I had Kona. I had Brazilian. And there would be a line outside my office. I thought they liked me, Jim. <laughs> they didn't like me, but I, Mr. Mo, had the good stuff. And some of y'all are broke because of Starbucks. Add up how much you have spent at Starbucks this year. And for some of y'all, that's a used car. For some of you, it's a mortgage note. For some of you, it's a whole lot more than that. No caffeine. And then no liquids with calories. That's both regular soda, diet soda, fancy soda, and all that. Now, while we are leaving that alone, can we go to the next slide? You need to ask, what am I running from with my pleasures and addictions? And you'll know what it is by what you reach for when you need some comfort. It might be sex, it might be drugs, it might be TV, might be remote control, might be shopping, phone. Your, some of y'all got married to your iPhone. Your video game, Facebook, Instagram, all of those. Your, what, what do you reach for when you want some comfort? In the belly, let me tell you, there was not, a hundred channels of cable in the belly of the fish. <laughs> Nordstrom's was not in that fish. The In-N-Out Burger was not in that fish. Cheesecake Factory was not in that fish. Cocaine, heroin, mescaline, anything with an in was not in that fish. And in that fish, Jonah got a chance to get back to what he was with God. And then he got spit out of the fish. Now, if I have made you mad, I'm glad. I hope you are mad enough to start caring. I think I have one more slide. God wants to give you something this Christmas. And God not only wants to give you something, He wants to give the world something through you. When Jonah listened to God and I I didn't add it earlier, let me add it here. Some of the folk that are going to get saved are folk you don't even like. Some folk in your own family, you don't like them. But they're going to get saved because they saw you get free. They saw you put that down so you could pick God up. And they're going to ask, how did he ever find the strength to do that? God is going to give you a new you. And I want it when you go through this, when you come out on the other side and your family sees you and your supervisor sees you and the folk at church see you and they see you with a brand new glow and a brand new freedom that's not dependent on who you have on your arm. It's not depending on what you stick in your arm, but it's because God has supernaturally set you free to walk in your destiny. That's gonna be the best gift you could ever give. Because let me tell you something generations are depending on it. You may be the one that saves your family, you may be the one that saves your workplace. You may be the one that God is sending to save a city. If you, When you go to a building to put it together as the carpenter, as the plumber, as the engineer because you have God's standards and you're on a mission for God even at the workplace, you that may be the one building that's left standing because you built it. And the, all, everything else in the whole project be messed up and somebody will be alive in that room that you put together and they'll say, what was it about that room? That's the one that fella put together. And they'll ask you, and they'll say,
0: because
1: I wasn't just here building a building. I was building a sanctuary. Because now, Brother Ernie, my work at the school district, I could go home and never come back. But, Brother Terrence, I'm not going to leave until there are some classrooms where I can drop off Ellie. Who is Ellie? If you go to my Facebook page right now, you'll see me holding little Ellie. Right now, she's about two years old. She's my first great-granddaughter. And I'm going to put some stuff in place so that when I drop Ellie off at the door, I'll be able to leave that school building and know she's safe. And God wants you to put some things in place that are going to help not just your children, but your grandchildren. And your great grandchildren. So they'll say, you know, my family is Christians, my family is Christians. Well they and but they're gonna say, no, my great-great granddaddy was a gangbanger. But he found God, and at that point there was a fork in the road, and everything after that is blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when they come, blessed when they go. Came in, enemies came against him one way and they left out seven. Everything she touched got blessed. When she came in the room, bless God. When Princess Pauline walks around my house, she can have on a head rag. She still look like sunshine. God wants to change you so you can change your family, so you can change your workplace. Some of y'all are going to be pastors. Little Serge, I believe he's going to be preaching at arenas in stadiums but it's going to be because his daddy got free and 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 set forth as my ringer set on superman bless the lord and 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 he's going to do great things and some of you are going to do great things because the lord is going to put you in a position to do it but it's going to be because you went through what Joan went through, it's going to hurt, it's going to be difficult, but you are going to get free and the world is going to see that not only not you're not running from Christmas, you've gone through the fish and now you are a world changer through the power of Jesus Christ. With every head bowed and with every eye closed, Heavenly Father, show us our running ways. that thing that you've told us to do and that we've ran to the left and we've ran to the right and we've paid five times as much because we stayed five times as long down, 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 down. Heavenly Father, we see in your word what can happen if we will turn around and acknowledge it's not my mother, it's not my father, but it's me, oh Lord. I am the problem. You have told me what to do spiritually. You have told me what to do with the wonderful mind that you've put in us. You told us, Lord God, that there's a better way for my body. I can change fuels so that I can fly high. You've told me that you can do a lot with a little, even with my money, if I will surrender to you. Because what you direct, you empower. Lord God we pray that today you would give us the courage to obey even as we go through the belly of the whale for the next three days as we seek your face as we pray for you direction we look for you to transport us to the place of transformation give us a new way give us a new walk not just for us but not not because you want to be happy, but because you want us happy. Because you have asked us to do the hard thing, not so we can prove your king, but so that you can be the king of kings. In this room today, I believe there are kings and queens. There are princes and princesses being birthed through the belly of the fish. Lord God, teach us your word, teach us your will, teach us your way. And we will be transformed as we obey. For we pray this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Michael Moore. We invite you to join us at International Christian Center in San Leandro, California. If you'd like to learn more about our church or partner with us, please visit icceastbay.com. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit encounterjesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.